Can you all hear me? Yeah. I'm very nervous, guys, so be nice to me. Right, let's start this off then. <laughs> this is so weird being up here. Um, just before I start, thanks, Jen. Um, when I wrote this out, um, obviously been really, really nervous. Um, wasn't sure what to say, wasn't sure what to write down. Um, I had no scripture on what to put into it, um, but I thought I'll just speak from my heart and hopefully you all enjoy the story. Um, but I got a text this morning from a very close loved one um, who sent me a tiny little bit of scripture. So I'm just going to read it out because I think it might gee me up a little bit. <laughs> um, all it says is, I can do all fruit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right, so um, I've decided to title my testimony, and it is, if you don't know him, get to know him. Um, So for anyone that doesn't know me, my name is Chloe, I'm 30 years old, um, and I have a daughter who is Lila. Um, Some of you would have seen her here before. Um, and I've been coming to this church just over a year now. Um, I got baptised in May last year by Dan, um, and I'm so glad that I did decide to be baptised, as even though in the build-up to it, just a bit similar to this actually, um, I felt so nervous, and I had the enemy in my ear like, what are you doing? Um, you don't need to do that, what's the point? Um, and probably Dan felt like banging his head against the wall with the amount of times I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm so glad I did get baptised because it really helped to solidify my commitment to Jesus. Um, and it's helped to keep me on that journey because obviously when I got saved, I thought, this is great. And then life comes along and you're sort of like, well, why is my life not great? Because... God's on my side now, um, but unfortunately that's just life, so when I got baptised, it really helped to just keep me on that path and wash away any of them old little bits of, like, debris that were hanging on that I just couldn't seem to, like, let go of. Um, So I'm going to go back a few years now. So when I was growing up, it was just uh, me, my mum and my sister, little girl gang, Um, I felt growing up was really hard, um, and there was, like, a big sense in me to, like, grow up quickly and sort of be an adult, I suppose. Um, And obviously, yeah, just a lot of different circumstances growing up, which, obviously, at the time, I didn't understand. Um, And I believe, looking back, that my mum was probably on a journey that, at the time, I did not understand, but obviously now, becoming a parent, you sort of see things a bit differently. Um, um, Unfortunately, my mum couldn't be here today. Um, But I just want to, I really just want to honour her because we've never had a good relationship. um, But thanks to Jesus, it's saved our relationship. And she is in so many ways. She's incredible, my mum. Best nan to Lila. So just, yeah, I'm so, so honoured to have such, to have a mum, just have a mum. And I never appreciated my mum until I got saved. And, yeah, she's not perfect, and we've had a lot of rocky roads to go on, but Jesus filled me with that love that was always missing. So, yeah, just, yeah. 
Um, right, where am I got to? Sorry, guys. Um, so from quite a young age, I felt like my heart was quite empty um, and just filled quickly with negativeness. Um, and it soon turned into like a lot of anger. Um, and that soon started coming out of me. Um, at times, I felt like I couldn't control it. Um, and I would project a lot of hate um, and just bitterness and just deep down inside, even though I felt like when it came out, I couldn't control it. I just really didn't like who I was. I didn't, didn't believe inside that there was any good in there. And just, yeah, I was just, I really don't think I was a very nice person at times. Um, and when I was alone, I would really, really punish myself for things I'd done or said or not said. Um, and just, my behaviour was, well, I suppose, out of control, just, but there was no telling me. I was, I suppose, yeah, from a young age, just quite um, strong-headed and just, yeah, just felt like, no, you're not telling me what to do. This is what I'm going to be like and no one's <coughs> going to stand in my way. And, yeah, a lot of, lot of negativeness. Um, I felt like a darkness inside of me was building up and then before I knew it, it was taken over me. And I didn't really know what to do, I just thought it was normal because it had been in there so long um, and I was just too proud and too angry to even just say sorry for the way I spoke to you or sorry I treated you like that and I think sometimes sorry is the hardest word um, but yeah it was, it was just a lot of darkness, really a lot of darkness but I just thought that was that was me and that was life. Um, when I was about 12 or 13, I started coming to this church. Um, and I used to go in the children's church, which is next door. Um, and remember so many people from in here just, um, you know, filling me with positivity and love. And I believe now, looking back, that that's where I started to experience the love of Jesus. Um, but that darkness inside of me was so heavy that it led me to believe I should take a different path. Um, and I would be better without church, without the people that were all surrounding me. And all these people surrounding me were so good and so positive. But I just soon drifted from church um, and never expected to return. So the fact I'm still here now is just oh, incredible, yes, just absolutely yes, incredible. Um, I remember when I used to come here, um, just this like overwhelming sense of, like love and happiness and just so many people in this room who still come now, um, just the feeling, the, this positive, loving feeling. Um, and that's, it's always stayed in my heart, but the darkness just, you know, flattened it, just flattened it. Um, and yeah, I left church, which, whenever it was, and just never returned. And this is what the enemy does to you when you're in a dark place. He grabs hold of you and says, you're not good enough. Think about all those bad things that you've done and think about all those things that you've done and how can you go and then stand in a church and praise the Lord and <coughs> pretend that you're a good person. Um, and I really did believe for so long, like so many years of my life I've spent believing I wasn't good enough I'm completely and utterly 
overwhelmed and ashamed of all this pain inside that I just couldn't apologise. I couldn't go back and be somebody else. I just felt like I was this person that I didn't want to be. And I didn't, I didn't know where to go with it. I was just so lost and so down and just depressed and just darkness, just so much darkness. But I truly believed from the enemy that this was my life and that was going to be my life. And that was just the way it was. I didn't, didn't see another, another way. I just thought I'm going to just live this life of suffering and never experience full happiness and the love in my heart would never would never come. Um, so I just, you know, went through my early adult years, um, just drifting along, uh, going out drinking every weekend, trying to be something I wasn't. The drink soon turned to drugs. Then the drugs still, you know, up a level. Um, and then before you know it, I remember one day just thinking, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm taking drugs all the time. I don't even like drugs. I don't ever feel happy when I do it. I'm drinking all the time. I don't actually even like alcohol. Um, and just just a mess, just an absolute mess. And just thinking, there's got to be more to life. Like, there's, I had all my family, obviously, my family have always, always supported me and they've always tried. Um, but I just felt like I was on my own. All my, I pushed all my family away, probably most of my friends, um, and just surrounded by all these people that are just encouraging me to do bad things. And I just, yeah, I just thought, enough's enough. Like, enough's enough. So l lucky for me, I found it quite easy to obviously stop drinking and doing drugs. Um, I was very lucky in that sense. And I just spent some time on my own and just sort of getting back out in the world and enjoying things like just simple things like going for a walk with my dog, um, but being on my own and really thinking about what I was doing with my life, where was I going, and there must be some way out of it. Um, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit to when I was 28. Um, I'd just become pregnant with my daughter, um, and I started, as soon as I knew, obviously, I was having a baby and everything was okay, I just was overwhelmed with this love inside. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, just felt so blessed. And I knew at this time that this was God's doing. I knew he blessed me with this baby for a reason. Um, I'd suffered miscarriages in the past, um, which obviously is, is horrendous. But I just knew, even though I still was sort of curious about God, but... I didn't, didn't pray, I, I didn't really believe, I suppose. Um, and I just knew this blessing from God was my chance. So, yeah, everything started changing for me. And then when I give birth, um, I knew drastic action needed to come, and it needed to come fast because she was a girl. Um, I didn't want her to grow up how I had grown up. I didn't want her to treat people the way I treated people and think it was okay or think that you can just do that and go through life and act like that. I just, I didn't want all these things for my daughter and I wanted her to look at me and think, God, my mum's a, mo um, a role model <laughs> um, and just be proud of me. And the person who I was, I knew that wouldn't happen. Um, so I had all these thoughts in my head thinking, 
how can I turn it around, though? Like, I, I, I don't want to ruin her life like I've ruined mine. And I really, yeah, it was, it was a big struggle. And obviously, being a new mum is overwhelming in itself. Um, and just all these different things. And then I come to a bit of a crossroads in my life. And where I was currently living, um, the landlord said, we're putting your house, um, your flat up for sale, so you're going to have to move out. Give me, obviously, plenty of notice. And I thought, it's going to be fine. Like, I'll find somewhere else. Um, this was sort of in that housing crisis where there were no houses around. Rent was really high. Um, and at the time, I had been having support from PDAS, which is Plymouth Domestic Abuse Service. Um, been having support from a lady um, called Mandy um, for about a year. Um, and at the time, she was really the only person that I was sort of confining in with my problems. And I, I said to her, I'm going to be homeless. Like, I've got a baby who's one. What am I going to do? Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and, yeah, we chatted for a year. And at times, she probably used to get off the phone and scream into a pillow. Because <laughs> I'd just go on and on about the same things and the same problems. And... She actually offered um, to get me a place in a, um, a woman's refuge. Um, obviously, at the time, I was like, no, I'm not going in there. Too proud, too, you know, just, just being so stubborn and not actually seeing that somebody was really trying to help me. Um, time went on and on and on. Um, and then I had literally weeks to move out of my place. Um, so I accepted it, and I said, okay, I'll move into this refuge. What's it like? Where is it? And she says, oh, no, you can't know any of that. So to me, I'm like thinking, well, where am I going? What, who's going to be there? What? And they said, because of it's obviously a refuge, you, you need to just turn up on the day with your stuff that you want to bring and be prepared to live in there for over a year. Um, you can't tell anybody where you are. So, obviously, at the time, I wasn't that close with my family, so I did it. Obviously, think not having a clue what I was walking into, um, and just that feeling of desperation that I didn't want to <coughs> disappoint my daughter, but I also wanted to protect her and keep her safe. Um, so, yeah, so we accepted it. Um, obviously, it all happens quite quickly. Accepted that we were going in on a Friday, and then by the Monday, we were in there. Um, in the morning of the the move. Um, I had to leave all my belongings in my house, just pack a bag. They said, expect to never return to your property, never return any, like, get any of your belongings back. Um, I was so grateful at the time because I had a dog um, and my cousin actually looked after her for me and said, I'll have her for as long as you need because um, if not, she would have had to go into sort of like a foster care thing um, so I could still see her. Um, and although once I was there, and realised that it was actually a really nice place, and it was so supportive, and I was surrounded, and I knew I could take that time to heal, and just, in a sense, not worry, because I had a roof over my head, and my daughter was going to be safe. I knew she was going to be safe. That's all that mattered to me. Um, and yeah, I felt like a big sense of relief, but I knew my heart was just broken, and I just felt at rock bottom, and just thought, this is this is it, like, I've really hit rock bottom here, like, I'm, I'm 29, how is, how is this happening to me, like, what, what has this happened to me? Um, but obviously, once I was in there, I settled in quite quickly, um, made a couple friends in there, and had support, ongoing support in there, um, 
and I knew this was my opportunity to start over and just finally let me out and just be me for once because nobody knew me in there. I didn't know anybody. Um, so I thought, this is my opportunity. Just be you, be real, and don't just forget the past for a minute and just focus on you. Um, <coughs> so they told me to prepare to be in there for a year. Um, we were so lucky. We were only in there three months, um, and then we got housed. Um, because we were so secluded in there, obviously, because you have to sort of keep it private where you are. Um, it gave me that time to just reflect and heal. And the, the lady who helped me from PDAS just, I really believe she was my guardian angel sent to me because even though I'd go on and on about the same things and be like, I'm scared and oh, what about this, what about that? She, she almost pushed me to do it and said, look, you're, you're worrying about your daughter's safety. I'm offering you safety. Take it and stop being so stubborn. Mm -hmm. And she actually come into the refuge one day just to meet me. And I felt like I had like, met a celebrity. I was like, oh, I'm so honored to meet you because she really was. She's, she's amazing, absolutely amazing at her job. Just, yeah, just really saved me in so many ways. Um, so you're probably all wondering where the story's going. Um, so when I was in the refuge, um, it was the second night I'd been in there. Um, obviously, I was sharing a room with my daughter, so I'm in bed, not trying to move, making sure I don't make a peep because I don't want to wake her up. Um, and I just started praying and just sobbing and praying and crying and just begging God to help us and just say, send me a sign. Tell me I'm doing the right thing because I don't know if I am, I, even though we was already there. Um, just just begging him and just, please, Lord, help us. Just help us. If nothing else, just help us. And he was sort of, I suppose, the only person at the time I felt like I could talk to and open up to. And I did that every night. I was in there, just had a cry, prayed, and just believed he was going to help us. And, yeah, just that's when it all started changing. So we got offered a new place. Um, within three months. Um, I think we probably annoyed a lot of the other refugees in there because we, they had been in there years. Some people had been in there two years, six months, and we were just so lucky and so blessed. We just found this place, um, went and viewed it straight away and just um, was thinking, I don't even care what it is. I'm just, I'm going to take it. I know I'm going to take it. And um, this is a little bit not what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, when I was praying, I was just like, please, Lord, just please give us a place that's big enough for us both. Just, I don't want to have to move again. I want it to be somewhere secure. Um, and we were very lucky that we managed to get a place through the council. So if you obviously you've ever been with the council, you know you're pretty settled once you've, you're in there and they know you're not, you know, too much of the riffraff. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I was praying to him saying, Lord, just please make sure this place, whatever it is, wherever it is, I'll take it, but just please be big enough for us and just what we need. And I went and viewed this place and just walked in and the housing officer just, she said, your face just lit up and she said, I knew straight away that I was going to offer you this, house, um, this flat because, and it was, it is everything that we could ever want. It's the most beautiful flat it's big enough for Lila for when she gets older, so we'll never have to leave. Um, it's just amazing. And 
the neighbours surrounding me, who most of them I'm pretty good friends with now, just so loving and kind and just so sweet and just, it's just like a, a big family there basically. But yeah, I just thought I wanted to include that because I just couldn't believe my luck with what was happening to me. Um, and this is the time when I sort of knew that it was God now. I, I knew it was God. There was no other explanation for it. How had we just walked into a refuge and come out three months later with basically everything we could have a dream of? Um, it was absolutely incredible. Um, once we got settled in the flat, I literally declared out loud and said, God, I'm coming back to church. I'm going back to that church. And there's nothing that is going to stop me from going back. Um, and then I remember... I didn't tell anybody what my plans were, um, but I remember ringing my auntie Jen on the day, and she was sort of like, you're right, yeah, I'm just rushing out the door to go to church. And I just said, I'm coming to church. <laughs> and I just, the same feeling when I walked back in that door was the same all those years ago when I was a little girl and I used to come in here. It was the exact same feeling, and I just knew it was the right thing to do. And I've never looked back since and just... Yeah, just wow, like what a, what a transformation is happening inside of me. And I'm just so grateful for God getting us out of this situation and just giving us the, that time to heal where I was just on my own and just all of, these, all of these things that were just happening to us. And even when we moved out, just all the blessings that we got just so easily come into us. And I just cannot believe my eyes. I just thought, wow, like, all I've done is pray, and you've literally answered prayer after prayer after prayer, and, to, you know, now looking back, I think I wasn't really asking for much, but just absolutely incredible how he's transforming my life, and I just, if he never give me another blessing, or nothing ever again come from believing in God, I'd still believe in him, because that love and that feeling, that, that wholeness that he's put inside of my heart is just, it's, it's, not, it's not going anywhere. It's, it's in there. And I don't, I don't care about anything else, obviously, you know, in, in context, but it, just the love he has filled my heart with is so pure. And I've never experienced that before. And so it, that's quite like a sad thing, I suppose. But yeah, he's just totally saved me and saved my daughter because she will reap the benefits of that. Yeah, so, um, it's cha yeah, he's, ch he's changed my heart. He's, he's sort of like broke that coldness and black, dark hole that was there. It's just filled with love and joy. Um, he's changed relationships. He's blessed my relationship with my mum, which has enabled me to, you know, like work together with her, with my daughter, which I've always wanted. Um, he's given me the strength to go and mend relationships that weren't broken from me. And he's just given me them strength to go knock on the door and say, hey, I know we've had troubles in the past, but I just want to say I love you. And I'm here if you're ever ready to, I don't know, be friends, be family again. But like, I don't expect anything from you, but I just want to say sorry. And here I am. Um, helped me to handle situations differently where I've always been a bit of a hothead and just handled things so wrong. He's just put this power inside of me to just yeah. forgive. Yeah. 
and just be like, it doesn't matter what you've done. Like, just forgive and be kind and just don't be so hard on yourself and other people and just trust in him and what he's got in store for us is just, I'm just so excited to see what's in store because you just, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible how he's changed me um, and just feel honoured and so blessed that I'm stood up here now and before I got up here I thought I was going to pass out and like (laughs) now I'm just stood up here and I'm like honestly I feel honoured that you're all you've all been rooting for me and obviously as you all know Dan's been promoting it um, without even my say he's been really promoting it so thanks to my promo manager Um, And I'm just so glad that I've got people like Dan, obviously Dan and Joe and Kelly and all that, they're basically family anyway, because I've grew up with them. But there's just so many people in this room, Godfrey, just so encouraging and so blessed to be in this church and just to have God coming through all of my body and mind and soul and just pouring out into me and everybody else and just, just, it's just hard to, it's so hard to explain, but... Obviously, it's a journey, and I, I don't want to take away the fact that at times I haven't questioned it and gone, well, why do I feel rubbish today? Why is this happening to me? Why have I, you know, why did my car break and I can't get a new one? Or why is my daughter real? It's just stuff like that. But the, the faith I have inside of me is solid. Nothing, nothing would knock my faith. And I think in them dark times, that's when I look to him and I'm like, look, Lord, I feel lost today. Help me. Where are you? Just give me a message. And every single time, there'll be a message, there'll be a blessing. The problems I'm worrying about are fixed. And it just all works out. And I think just having that peace inside of me, I've always struggled with not worrying and that side of life. And it's, don't get me wrong, I still worry all the time, but it's given me like a freedom to just do things like this and stand up here and talk about my story and how he's, he's really changed me. And that person I was before, like, I just felt so ashamed of myself and just thought, and the fact that God's forgiven me, so yeah, I should yeah, forgive God me. Just, God why not? Like, it doesn't, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you're stuck inside your head, if you're struggling with mental health, like, I've been there and struggled with all of these things... And I just stood up one day and thought, enough's enough. Enough's enough. Just, that's it now. Let's just wake up tomorrow and tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I can guarantee you it always is. It's just, the power of God is incredible. Um, So, yeah, thank you to everyone that's encouraged me to share my story. Um, I'm just so excited for the future. um, And however he's going to use me, I hope that this message reaches someone and just helps them see that there is a way out if you're stuck in darkness. There's, there's a way out and it's not as hard as it seems and he will get you through it. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait for God's plan to be revealed. Thank you all for all the love and the prayers every week, uh, the support, encouragement throughout my journey. So many messages and things people say to me and Godfrey always giving me little bits of paper with reading on and stuff and just Dan like always everybody just always opening up like their homes their hearts to me it's just it's overwhelming I've never experienced love like it and I'm just so grateful to everyone in here just it's honestly incredible and 
just so many people in here who just inspire me every day and help me to keep going and keep that positivity and just if I make a difference to one person's day then I'm winning just that's all I want and yeah how great is our God yeah